Hi, this is the first episode of Nerd Podcast Radio, a conversational podcast about nerdy things between three best friends who all do nerdy in their own way. I'm adding this recording in the future to explain that when we started this podcast, we called it Nerd Pundit Radio, but then discovered a nerdy article site called The Nerd Pundit, so we decided to change it. During this episode, you'll hear us refer to the podcast as Nerd Pundit Radio, but now it's called Nerd Podcast Radio. This podcast is a place where we get together every week to talk about the nerdy things we love, and we hope you can make it your nerd home away from home. Enjoy the show. This is Nerd Pundit Radio, your nerd home away from home. First episode of Nerd Pregnant Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and then alongside me are my two co-hosts, Anthony, the Hindu with the mostest, and Brian, the super vegan. Yo. Hello. And we come to you once a week telling you about all things nerdy in our lives and the culture around us, bringing you in such topics as, why are you a nerd? Stay tuned. Now, this is our first episode, right, guys? Yeah. I think, I think so. Unless, yeah, I, unless first somebody first was asleep, right? Unless well, I like, got I, knocked on the head and... I feel like all the test calls were the first episode, but this was definitely the first episode. I'm sorry to put you through all that. I mean, I know I'm a bit of perfectionist. The the whip was a little bit too much, I know. No, no, it's fine. We'll just make it a special subscriber uh, call. (laughs) No, I'm still, still, you know, cleaning the blood on my ears from the reverb. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell if the ringing in my ear was from that or my kid screaming, so... (laughs) But, um, yeah, so to, to get things out there now for any audiences that's out there, you know, the one listener that probably finds us randomly, <laughs> Nerdfinder Radio, it's basically a radio uh, podcast show for, you know, anybody who has just a general nerdy interest. I mean, this is guys that, that live in the culture of, you know, it's defined, well, in a broad term, nerd. And how we see things in the world and how we see certain goings on. And uh, that being said, let's go ahead and jump right on in. And uh, got a question for you guys. It's kind of a suggestion from Brian, but I like it. So we're going to do it. Is, um, nerd, is a subjective, nerd is a subjective term. Uh, and so how would you guys define it? Brian? Uh, of course I could quit on the spot because it was the question I came up with. <laughs> uh, uh, I define a nerd as someone who's uh, more into fringe interests that are not into the popular interests of sports or um, just general entertainment. Um, I think um, there can be sports nerds because, like I said, nerds are subjective. For fantasy me, football. Yeah, yeah, fantasy football is like fantasy football jocks. does <laughs> exist. Um, for me, being nerdy is being more into intellectual pursuits or pop culture. That's right. my answer. All right, I can, that actually uh, actually works really well. Anthony? Okay, so Merriam-Webster dictionary definition defines a nerd as a Oh, you person. are such a nerd for coming up with that. <laughs> to the dictionary. Come on. Who behaves awkwardly around other people and usually has unstylish clothes and hair because all those awesome cosplayers are so unstylish and they don't work on their hair at all. Fucking bullshit. Um, They don't just work on their hair. They work on wigs. That's why I fucking hate this definition. Fuck you, Merriam-Webster. You don't know what you're talking about. I think Brian has a pretty good point about the whole fringe thing. The problem is it's so much things these days that was like, quote unquote, nerdy before. It's like so not nerdy anymore. Everyone plays video games now. And that was nerdy. Everyone goes and watches those comic book movies now. That was nerdy. Nerdy becoming the new sheet. I don't even know anymore. When we talk about the nerdy things we did, I'm going to come up with some things that are not popular that I have done. 
So we're going to be okay with that. I do have a question based on your, your answer, Anthony. What are you guys wearing right now? And I'll go last. So Anthony first. Oh, you're not going to like this. I, like I just got work recently. So I'm wearing my work shirt. And we will not say the company name. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say the company name. But if you live in Southern California, you know who they are. It's the, they're a grocery store that's only located in Southern California. They're a grocery store that's in the heartland of Southern California. And only they're, Southern California. Their name goes along the lines of County Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and and pajamas with um, Jack Skellington on them from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Uh, right now, I'm actually wearing a Kikuman soy sauce shirt. Mm, yes, tell me about it. And jeans. Ooh, ooh, jeans. I love jeans. It sounds like there's a story behind that shirt. Uh, it was a it was a gift from a Kikuman grilling party at uh, Brian and Sarah's. They for new uh, for Fourth of July. They're they're two. You know, uh, Anthony was Brian and Sarah. I believe you've met them. Yeah, yeah. I was friends with Brian in college. Oh, that's right. We and, used to uh, do a very non-nerdy activity together. We went mountain biking. Did you know he almost ripped his ear off? I think I've heard that story before. How did he do that? He went oh he went head over handlebars into a bush. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's, He's. I, I was fiddling with it on on Fourth of July. It's got a a numb spot. I am wearing a Deadpool shirt. <laughs> Does it say tacos? Um, no, it's just got the little Deadpool face on a maroon shirt. Uh, it I it really one. translates to audio well. <laughs> Super I, uh, well. I got because uh, I have the Deadpool shirt from Loot Crate, where he's hanging upside down and he's, and he's screaming tacos. I get Loot Crate this month. I wanted to get it this month, but I don't think I can. I've done it before. Um, I ended up giving everything away, as you know, Michael. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Shh, shh, don't say that. No, Brian loved I everything give... in his loot crate because we want to get a sponsor deal from them oh, one day, Brian. I love everything so much that I gifted it to my friends. I, get, I, I had a friend who really loved the Assassin's Creed pendant. I gave Michael the limited edition Joker Batman pop figure. Yes, yes, There's some did. good stuff there. It wasn't like I was throwing it out. It didn't go to Goodwill. It went to friends. Oh, um, I watch Critical Role. It's a, a Twitch show where they play D&D, and one of the guys, he gets a loot crate, and, and any stuff he doesn't want from his crate, he puts in a basket. And then at Christmas, all this, he gives out all that stuff to uh, charities. That's a cool idea. Yeah, anything he doesn't want from the crate, he puts in a basket. And Christmas time, you know, he goes to, like, boys and girls clubs and stuff, and he gives them that stuff. And that's actually some pretty cool stuff in those crates. So, Oh, okay. So, yeah, Michael, how do you define nerd? Now that we've circled all the way back to it. Uh, yeah. Me, it's someone who doesn't like to follow the norm. Because society sits there and says you're supposed to like something, you're supposed to be okay with this, you're not supposed to be okay with that. But somebody who's defined as a nerd in my book is somebody who doesn't go with the social norm. They are somebody who wants to go out and see new things, explore these new things, find those dark niches under the rock, and and, and just explore them and just lets his passion hang out. So like so serial killers. And uh, leather fetishists. <laughs> <laughs> serial killers Those are the and leather sexy fetishists. nerds. <laughs> serial killers and leather fetishists are also nerds. Seriously, the next time I go to San Francisco and I see someone taking their, their dog for a walk, their dog being, you know, the guy gimped up in leather, I'm going to be like, <laughs> nerd. Nerd. You're so nerdy. <laughs> You're such a nerd. My friend uh, Michael says you're a nerd. Here's his address. <laughs> Guy shows up with a ball gag and a leather whip. I'm a nerd. Please send him huh? to Michael's house, please. Don't bring up the recording test again. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> no, 
No, yeah, send him to my house because I'll probably still be living with my mother-in-law and then I'll just be like, have her answer the door. She would love it. You're like, oh, how are you? <laughs> when, when do we get this party started? We're just Michael, party pooper. <laughs> Don't poop in those suits. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> I think we've uh, got a good wide variety definition for the nerd term here just between the three of us. Uh, so I just, I wanted to get that, I, like, Brian brought that question up, and I thought that was a really good idea, and I wanted to bring it up because, like we said before, it's a subjective term. And you can see that it's defined as many things. Unfortunately, in this day and age, it, being a nerd is becoming very chic, and it's, uh, it, it, it's actually kind of bothering me. Why are you saying unfortunately? Well, no, I like that people aren't getting beaten up for liking Captain America anymore. That I love. But it's becoming to the point where people are, like, wearing, like, some people wear, like, a Captain Picard shirt because they're like, oh, yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> and they never really, really cared about it. And it's like, come on. I used to get punched in the face for liking Boy- Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, but that that's their thing. I mean, you know, so uh, if they're not as into it as you, they could still be, like, toe-dipping into it a little bit. But I'll, I'll never actually go up to them and be like, you take that off, you're not a nerd. I... It, it, it's nice that people aren't, you know, really actually getting messed up, you know, verbally or physically because they like something that's not considered normal. The idea of go, it going into the mainstream makes you feel not special anymore. It takes away from the the uniqueness of it. The unique, yeah, losing some of the uniqueness. I, I think I can I can see that being uh, one of my reasons for it being effective. Let's be fair though, Michael is still. Very special. Guys, I rode a short bus in middle school. Come on. I'm special. <laughs> I rode a short bus in, in kindergarten. Oh, no, first grade. I rode a short bus in first grade. I'm pretty sure that's because your school couldn't afford a regular bus. No, it was because <laughs> I broke my foot jumping off a, I believe, 15-foot-tall playground thing. Okay, what superhero did you think you were? It was a big, giant web thing, so what do you think? Spider-Man! <laughs> no, no, he was Spider-Gwen. Spider Gwen. I need to get those. I saw uh, those. I, I want to read that stuff. in the comic store, and I was like, I need to buy those because they seem really awesome. I would like to read that set. That's supposed to be a very good set. But, I uh, think the Spider Gwen story is amazing. No, it's awesome. It's but you know what? I thought that Spider Man is Peter Parker. But you know what? We can talk about that later because I am actually going to bring that up. So okay. So first of all, okay. What well, we're well, well, basically our topic today is basically how have you become a nerd? Like, what brought you into these beautiful, wonderful folds of a community of anime and comic book-loving, D&D-playing friends, we'll say. Um, by starting us off, I'm going to ask one, I'm going to ask a question real quick, and it's something that I think is a very popular question with most people. What's nerdy with you, Brian? What's nerdy with me now? Yes. Um, I am... A tabletop gamer. That's probably the nerdest, nerdiest thing about me. I run a Pathfinder role-playing game game every Friday online. So it becomes even more nerdy because it's an online game. Nobody's in person. And it's not a video game. I want to join. Um, I To explain Pathfinder, Pathfinder is a game based on Dungeons & Dragons, the rule set from Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition specifically. Um... I have been involved with that game for a while. In addition, I've been a venture lieutenant for them for that particular game, doing organized play games at game stores. Um, 
Endurance also, for the win. I am into everything pop culture. I make it my personal mission to know everything about pop culture. He's except the guy you think on Jeopardy. Except for <laughs> music. I like... I have a very eclectic taste in music, so I don't have a big knowledge set about music. My, my music is, for lack of a better term, weird. I like electronic music as well as some of the more obscure 80s electronic music like Art of Noise and um, Kraftwerk and some of the weirder groups. If I'm hanging out working or something, my Pandora playlist would probably have things like um, Blue Man Group on it. I like the Blue Man Group. Um, they're the first name that I recognize. I have transitioned <laughs> from being a huge comic book fan to being a huge comic book fan on Wikipedia and YouTube. I um, read all the synopsis of all the comic books I was into on Wikipedia to stay up to date. I watch YouTube channels to keep myself up to date on comics. Buying a few comics here and there, but not a huge collection. We got our first listener back there. I can hear him. He's, he's really excited about this call. Is he holding up a sign that says, Daddy's a podcaster? He's well, I can't, screaming. I can't hear a sign. I can, I, can, I can hear a child. A sign wouldn't, wouldn't translate to radio that well, Michael. I think you're not understanding the medium. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's speaking in baby talk. It's all in my head, though. I want to I join the fun. <laughs> he's screaming, I'm a nerd and talk to me. What's his name, Anthony? For the Aiden. listeners out there, Aiden, Aiden is a Aiden is a future nerd. We know that. We're grooming this one. Oh, oh! You have no idea. <laughs> you don't even know. See, I know. I, I I knew the secret was to talk about the baby on the podcast, and the baby gets quiet. Exactly. Well, He's... I think the mom grabbed him and took him away. The mom. The don't mom. ruin the illusion for the listeners. Yeah, come on. Fourth wall, bro. Well, there's no illusion. There's a baby, so there's a dad and a mom. The mom. <laughs> so how does this work? Do I, Now that I've told my story, do I hand it over to someone else? Well, for this topic, yeah, we're going to go ahead and hand it over to Anthony so we can find out about him. Other than that, we're just going to start bleeding around. Yeah, bleeding around. Okay, so... what What is so nerdy about me? Uh, uh, yeah, so what's nerdy with you? I am your classical gamer. Well, Kind of classical? I don't really play consoles anymore, so not quite classical. Well, you're PC Master Race. I'm PC Master Race. Oh, yeah, fucking PC Master Race. You dirty console peasants. Get on my level. Xbox Uh, for life, bro. I just, uh, I actually recently built a new, my second gaming PC rig. Brian, you'll be so proud. I evolved into the level of uh, water cooling CPUs. I don't even care. (laughs) <laughs> this is the former IT guy well, this is the, this is the, the former IT guy who doesn't game <laughs> which is really scary to tell you the truth so I made me watch you a lot closer so I am big into that like gaming culture I game a lot I've been playing a lot of EVE online lately oh man which is going down in there on the war. um not good for us? Oh, wow. I thought you guys would have finished it by now. Oh, no. We lost all of our territory. But we will get revenge because the goons, they do not give up. I don't uh, understand any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time to explain it to you. <laughs> quick, there's a massive war going on on EVE Online, and he's part of the bad guys that they want 
then the other side won't crush. Yeah. Anthony's a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. I just recently actually got into comic books. I never got into comic books as a kid. And so I recently went to the store and bought comic books specifically to read them to my son so that I could get him like into the nerdy world. And so I have some of those now. I have some of those now. I got I got some of the some of the Batmans and some of the Spider Mans. And then I got some other ones that I would not read my son, like Deadpool and a, a new comic that came out. I like this one called Fuck Fairyland. What is it called? That that one's for just you, right? Not your son. I definitely don't read that to him. Oh, God, it's gory as shit. Um, it's about a little girl named Gertrude who goes into Fairyland. And she... The, this fairy princess gives her a map and is like, Oh, here's how you escape Fairyland to get back home. It's so lovely. And just have fun. And then, like, 37 years later, she's like, fuck this place. Fuck everyone. And she, like, never aged a day. So she's just like, like, 30, like, some 40-year-old woman in, like, the body of, like, a five-year-old girl just going around just fucking killing all the fairy critters. Oh, dear God. Yeah, yeah. Like, beheading gnomes is terrible. It's great. Um... I love me my my nerdy movies, but everyone loves those. But yeah, gaming—that's my main—that's my na- main nerdy thing. I do some of the RPG. Yeah, I do the RPG tabletop thing every once in a while. Play Warhammer 40k, which is pretty fucking nerdy because that's gaming and model painting rolled up into one thing. It's called the money vacuum. Oh okay. ah, yeah, yeah. Well, Warhammer's expensive to start, but fairly cheap to keep up from everything I've understood. It's stuff like card games, like Magic the Gathering, that's fairly cheap to start up and super expensive to keep going. I used to do Magic the Gathering, too. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. had both, I had both problems. Yes. I haven't played Magic in 20 years. Being a nerd is just Dear expensive Lord. in general. It's just expensive in general to be a nerd. Well, so that, that brings us to me, I guess. And so what's nerdy with me? I... I guess I'm just like a general nerd. I, I, I kind of jump everywhere. I, uh, I I love comic books, but I haven't really been buying them in for the last, I want to say, year, maybe year and a half. I've, uh, I've kept trying to keep up with the stories, kind of like what Brian does with YouTube and Wikipedia pages. Um, not super up to date. Uh, I still have my Magic the Gathering cards, but I haven't played in about three years. Uh, keep them at the ready. I minor gamer. I I'm console Xbox for the win again. I do peasant. What's your big game on Xbox right now? Um, I'm actually just finishing up the main story for uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I would like to advance because I'm on the 360. I want to advance to Xbox One, and because uh, there's there's a couple of games that look pretty good off of that. Plus the I I'm I'm an old school Halo nerd, love love the Halo franchise, and X, uh, Halo Five Guardians looks really good. It's been out for a bit. I, I have a gaming story. I gotta I gotta interject and add. Go ahead. Recently, me and the wife we went to GameStop because she has a Nintendo Wii U, and we went to go like they had a deal going on, and I got to try their VR headset for the PlayStation. Oh the the. Is, did you play the horror game? I played E Valkyrie. 
which Ooh, is, is the, uh, the 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 cockpit simulator. Where you're in like a little um, ship, and you're like pew 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 pew. Yeah, I heard uh, about that one. Was it good? That was a good game. I loved it. Makes me want to buy a VR headset so bad, but they're so expensive. I want to get one of the VR headsets because they have those zombie horror games. Oh god, they're expensive. A good friend of mine, um, her um, Oculus Rift just shipped. Oh, it did? Yeah, um, she's going to do uh, flight simulators on it. So jealous. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, Anna, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. She's cool. You will we'll probably maybe have her on at some point in the future to talk about flight sims, because that's a whole thing that's about a, a nerdy game. Right? It's yeah. very fringe. Yeah, like they actually will sit there and like simulate flying this plane from like here to like Japan or something. Like they'll actually put in the hours. Oh, I went over her house and um, she flew us from my house to her house. And I, when the plane went over her house, I looked out the window. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see it. (laughs) Brian, we're on the ground. Oh, right. My big video game thing right now is um, I I just watch Let's Plays. I, I watched uh, the new PS4 game, Assemblance, last night. The whole thing from beginning to end. Oh. Is it good? It's amazing. I like those kind of games. I like exploration um, group mind games where you have to work with an online community to figure it out. Well, Are you cool. guys just as surprised as I am to see the great rise of Let's Plays? It's become a very big... Well, it's, it's, there's a lot of people who like video games, but they don't have time to play them anymore. Yeah, so they, that's me. They, go to the, they do these Let's Plays because they're like, oh, this game is awesome. And they, like or, or there's people that just like the story, and they don't want to play through the game to get the story, so they just watch these Let's Plays. Yeah, it's totally me. I don't... It, it's weird, though, because I don't have the time to play, but I'll spend an hour and a half watching a Let's Play. <laughs> but, like I, My big examples were I, I, try, I was playing Heroes of the Storm for a while, the, the MOBA, the Blizzard MOBA. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. A, I, got, job that. I was watching a lot of Let's Plays to get good at the game, and then all of a sudden I found myself not playing it anymore and just watching the Let's Plays, and now I feel like a football fan watching football when I watch it. Oh, man, you should, you should watch the esports of it. Oh, um, to finish up my one thing, I, I uh, for what's nerdy with me, uh, I'm actually becoming a, a pretty big YouTube nerd. I'm watching. I watch a good amount of YouTube. Um, the two shows I actually watch consistently are a show called Critical Role. I mentioned earlier. It's about voice actors that play D and D. They do a weekly show, three hours at a time. And these guys are actually really good. It's funny. The storyline is great. Um, the actress Ashley Johnson from the show Blind Spot is actually on it. Uh, from your silence, neither of you watch it. Oh, I'm actually friends with um, the guy who runs the company um, Sirenscape that they just featured the music in the games. They're just starting to use their software to feature soundtracks in the games. Oh, he, he runs Sirenscape? Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, because cool. they, they, they've mentioned that they're running Sirenscape and they love it. Yeah, I, um, when he was in when he was in Hollywood meeting with Geek and Sundry, um, I met him out there. He's he's um, not from this country, um, but he came out there and we played some Pathfinder, and cool. the software is amazing. That's what I've heard. I wouldn't mind trying it. Oh, I um, have. It's it's amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, on another call, we'll have to um, showcase we'll have to them and and um, show them off. I can play some of the music on the call. That would be that would be cool. And then yeah, I um, also, well, the other show I watch on YouTube that I've like I'm faithful to. I've never missed an episode, even like I watch them the day they upload. Is a show called Man at Arms Reforged. It's a, it's a good show. It's a good show. Very good. Never heard of it. Oh, it's very good. It, it's um, it's a blacksmithing show. They black they blacksmith and make actual functioning weapons from movies, video games, TV shows, comic books. Uh, they've made uh, like Sokka's meteor sword from Avatar: The Last Airbender. They made that, and they actually used uh, iron pyrite, um, uh, iron uh, iron pyrite uh, meteorite in it. Is that the guy that made the Assassin's Creed gauntlet? Uh, he made that one, yeah. Okay, I've watched him before. I just didn't yeah. know what the name of it's the a different. Was. It's a different crew now because he was just Man at Arms. Now the new, the the, the current rendition is Man at Arms Reforged, and it's with a crew up in Baltimore called Baltimore Knife and Sword, and these guys are just taking it to a whole new level. They've made some really cool stuff. It, it's worth watching. These guys are great. What YouTube channels do you watch, Anthony? Uh, wow, that's a big list. I, I'll name a few. I. I like to watch uh, Total Biscuits, his uh, YouTube channels. Um, I'm, are you guys who know who he is? You guys might know who he I is. I watch him for Hearthstone. I watch yeah. him for Hearthstone. He's, I um, not Hearthstone anymore. I got too addicted to that game, so I, I watch him for uh, Hearthstone. He's, you know, the most prolific um, PC gaming YouTuber. Like, I don't I don't know anyone that's as big as him as in the PC gaming scene. Um then I will watch the friends of his. He he has a podcast and he has two YouTuber friends and I watch their stuff. There, that's Jesse Cox and Press Heart to continue Dodger. Uh, they're entertaining. They do a lot of let's plays. And then I watch some other just other YouTube channels that aren't entirely nerdy, like um, the Vlog Brothers. They talk about political stuff and. I've watched the Vlog Brothers that's, before. That's like the only way I keep track of like what's going on relevantly. They, I, I like that they source all their stuff and that their sources are very credible. Some people that's who source sites, are, it's like, uh, you got this from some weird backwater blog. That's not a credible source. Please pick something better. But mostly it's just gaming stuff. I don't actually watch a lot of Let's Plays, which is weird because... As I was mentioning about the Let's Play thing, I find it so strange that they're so big. If you came out to me when I was a kid and was like, hey, did you know that in the I, future, people are going to record themselves playing video games, and they're going to get paid a lot of money to do that, and lots of people are going to watch them. I don't think Let's Plays are for people who play the games they're as much as who for just people want to just know. watch. No, no, like, yeah. if you told me as a kid, like, you could play games and record it, and people will watch you, and you will make lots of money doing it, I would be like, you're out of your mind, mister. And why are you talking to me? You're a stranger, stranger danger. Now, if you want a crazy experience, talk to a teenager about YouTube. It's like all they watch. They barely watch TV. Yeah, no one watches TV anymore. Like, it's insane. Television is becoming a, a dinosaur media. They go home and go on YouTube. I do that. I don't watch TV. I go home and I go on YouTube. I maybe watch Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. That's fucking it. I watch YouTube to try to stay up to date because I just want to know about pop culture. I've, it's like an obsession of mine to just be in the know of what people do. So I watch the Fine Brothers. They do a series of um, React videos. 
it kind of gives you a little bit more awareness of what what's out there. And they do this thing called YouTubers React, which like Fine Brothers, they're really cool. Yeah, you can get really aware. And then the only I, I listen to, a, I watch a whole lot of YouTube. Um, and we could talk about that more another time. But the one I do want to share is um, "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared." <laughs> well, that sounds entertaining. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is a six-episode series. They've been releasing like one a year, one or two a year, and they just released the last one. You guys have the privilege, if you've never heard of it, to watch the whole thing from beginning to end. It's a puppet show, and it's amazing. It's the best thing on the internet. Now, it's the best thing on the internet. It's it's dark and funny and gross. Don't watch it with kids in the room. Keep it away from kids, okay. Yeah. Um, the Fine Brothers actually showed it to children, so it has been kids' <laughs> dream. <laughs> that's, that's actually really horrible. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, they always do things like that, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little note. You guys have to watch this so I can ask you on the next episode. So yeah, we're, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch. You're this. gonna you're gonna ask me. You're gonna ask me. Sorry, I don't speak Walmart. <laughs> That's not that joke. <laughs> ah, that was a joke. I don't know if I'm not offended by that or not. What? Why would you not be offended? I don't know. It's it's. I I'm a bit of a linguistics nerd and. Little things with language, like there's whole states that use the term "axe" when they say "ask." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was just making a joke. You can you can ask me. You can ask me whatever you want. Just don't ask my head. I, I I I reserve my right to be horribly offended as the PC the PC nerd that I am. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. As long as you're not a PC Nazi, we're good. <laughs> we'll find out in future calls how much of a PC Nazi you can be. I'll correct you every single time, and I and I'm probably going to violate the rules more than either of you. <laughs> true Nazi, true Nazi. So, so Brian is going to be our our show's um, social justice warrior. If you're aware of all the ways you can be, all the ways you're supposed to be politically correct, you can be as entertainingly offensive as possible. That's how I see it. <laughs> mm, mm, I never thought about that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's how you be politically correct. Okay, then let's not do that and be fun. Uh, okay, that that works. Well, I I, I got to pose a question to you guys. And this is something that's actually I, I've actually been wondering because you don't really hear about it, you know, a lot outside of the the big names in, in the industry of like you know comics and stuff. How they got into how they got into their stuff. But I want to know how just you know us average everyday guys do. So like, what really got you into being this nerdy culture? Like, what's one of your first nerdy memories? Who are you asking? Uh, just whoever can come up first. All right. Um, well, um, Brian let me look at my first. Notes. I have to look at my notes for this. <laughs> well, he's looking at notes. Anthony, can you go off the cuff? I probably could actually, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> talking talking off the cuff is is something I, I think I'm actually okay with. Um, oh yeah, so as I said, the whole gamer thing, that's always been like a big thing of me, and it's actually uh, what kind of got me into like all the other facets of nerdyism. Nerdies? Nerdism? We're going to have to figure out how to say that properly one of these days. Um, when I was a kid, 
we were not very well off, very poor, as some people would say. Um, so I had a Nintendo NES when most other kids had a Super Nintendo or a PlayStation. And I love my Nintendo NES. That thing was amazing. It's my first console, my first gaming system. Do, my first system. do either of you? First mine too. That was my first system. We all know. I'm. I need to date myself. Mine was an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Of course. Oh, good it was. lord. What do you mean, oh, good lord. That was a good system, actually. No, that was fun. I I, I got to play one. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, his mom actually found their old one and brought it out. We played that more than we ever played the PlayStation. Uh, but yeah, and the NES was my first system too, uh, and we had it back when other kids had Super Nintendos or PS ones. Like I would actually go to a friend's house if I wanted to play Mega Man X on the Super. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I'd have to go to a friend's house, and so that is where it all started for me. I, I mean, I was five years old playing like Mario. Like it was, it started early, guys. Started early. It was not good I, from I, the start. I, I want to say I was like four when I first when I first saw a, a Nintendo system, and. uh... Man, I just used to play that thing all the time. Some some of that original Super Mario Brothers. Duck Hunt. I mean, Duck Hunt. Oh, man, yeah. Shoot that dog all the time. Stupid dog. Try to shoot him in the face. Speak. What kid didn't try and do that, Brian? To shoot the dog? Yeah. Laugh a laughing dog. A dog that well, laughs. I have a Duck Hunt story. I went to a retro gaming convention, and we played drunk, dive through the air, and try to shoot the duck's Duck Hunt. What? <laughs> you guys yeah, had- we took turns, and um, it had the the gun had a really long cord, and you had to run across the room. It was a hotel room. Run across the room and dive like like action movie style, and sh- shoot during your turn, and you landed on the bed. That, that that's so actually fun. pretty awesome, guys. We need to do this. I'm in for this. I got a big living room. Oh wait, well, minus the drunk part, because oh, I I'm I don't drink anymore, so exactly me. So we'll just do the jumping, leaping, shooting thing, and we won't do the drinking thing. Well, Brian won't. Well, that's not fair. If he's sober and we're drunk, that kind of puts him in a position of superiority. No, 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 no. He's decided to stop drinking, so he's automatically the babysitter. <laughs> And I win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, you know, there could be that whole, you know, people get better at games when they're drunk thing going on. You know, I just, because I, I see me doing the jump and, like, missing the bed or the couch or whatever we're supposed to land on and, like, really hurting myself. So I'm going to need that alcohol to dull out the pain. Oh, jeez. Are you, are you like a bull in a china shop? Have you seen me? Come you on. Like a- you will. You are like a bull, but I mean, are you are you less graceful? I am. I am. I am not graceful at all. I I can't tell you how many times I've almost fallen at work. Because according to MythBusters, bulls in China shops are extremely graceful. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. less graceful than those guys. We'll have to worry about Anthony being able to clear the bed because he, you know, he's the little person among us. Not only oh. am I little, but I'm I'm kind of rotund. <laughs> he's. He, he's a very stout gnome. <laughs> I'm like a dwarf. It's amazing. I, I think I have the advantage because I've done this before and I'll be sober. 
Yeah, you definitely have the advantage, so I'm not... We'll I, get, like, three or four shots off, and we'll get, like, one off. <laughs> but, Duck Hunt, he used to try to shoot that dog all the time. For you folks out there listening, that dog is the only dog that it's okay to shoot. Okay? <laughs> you can shoot him. It's totally uh, so you're, so you're saying some of your earliest memories was with the uh, NES? Oh, yeah. And then the Game Boy. I had a... My mom had one of those old-school gray Game Boys. You know, the big brick of a Game Boy. Oh, had the green the screen. Gray brick. And uh, I played po- the, the Pokemans when it first came out. Oh, yeah. Like, I got Pokemon Red when it first came out. I got, I got yellow when it first came out. And then my friends let me borrow blue. I love Pokemon. I still do. Like, I have it on my Nintendo DS. I got the Pokemon Go app. Been catching the Pokemons. The, just got that and, last night. Been catching the Pokemon in the real life now. Oh, yeah. How things have come. Oh, I know. It's insane. VR's coming up. Oh, man. I'm going to lose my fucking mind with VR. We're gonna oh, it. it's going to be crazy. Well, that's good. And what about you, Brian? You're actually one I'm very interested in. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, um, when... I can't tell this story without dating myself and showing me off as the old man in the room. It's perfectly fine. Um, when I was a, I think, yeah, I have a little bit of trouble with memory because I was really little and I don't have like context, but it'll give you an idea of when that I remember seeing um, Star Wars um at the drive-through theater, at the drive-in theater, the drive-through theater, the drive-in theater, I saw um, my earliest memories are seeing the walkers in um, Empire Strikes Back. You saw Empire at the drive-through. At drive-in? the drive-in. The drive-in. Yeah, the drive-through drive-in? would be an entire different movie experience. I think that doesn't exist yet. Um, yeah, I saw Star Wars, Superman three, and ET at the drive-in. What? I saw those on VHS. <laughs> I saw those on VHS, man. Um, my first, like, realization that I was a nerd was probably when I liked, when I saw Tremors. I, I saw Tremors. the movie Tremors um, at, on, on video at a friend's house, and I was like, this doesn't look like something I should like. This seems like kind of a weird movie. <laughs> Why do I like this movie so much? This movie is amazing. Now, I'm going to show myself and pl- and show my cards as the guy who doesn't know shit about movies. I've never seen Tremors. Dude, oh, yeah, Tremors. Let's add this to a list of things you haven't seen that I'm required to show you. No, it's way... That list is getting longer every day. I, Tremors is one of my all-time movies. I love it. I mean, it's. I think it's one of the few Kevin Bacon movies where I'm, I don't go, Hey, look, it's Kevin Bacon. I just watched Tremors 2 the other day. Just, like... A week ago, for the first time? No, I've seen all four of them. Uh, I, I've seen I've seen all of them. The I watched the, the TV series too. I saw that one. Uh, the show was pretty good. Uh, I love that they ended up following Bert like after the second movie. Yeah, yeah. I, he was always everyone's favorite character. I think great. that's sort of where the show kind of failed, though, because I, where the movies kind of failed because Bert was like the. He was the interesting fringe character, and making him the main character it made didn't it rough. work. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad idea had, kind of thing. He was the kind of cool guy on the side. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, you proved that I'm I, completely out of ammo. I never happened to me. I started playing D and D when I was twelve. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, for those not familiar. Um, 
And all of my interests started being like nerdy interests, comic books and stuff like that. But I want to tell the story about my 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 first comic book that I started collecting because it's relevant to this time. Um, I walked into a convenience store because that was where we bought comics in the no comic book store town I grew up in. Uh, and Infinity Gauntlet was sitting on the on the newsstand. Oh, wow. oh man. And I picked it up and was like, this has a lot of superheroes on the cover. And um, that was my, like, I'd already been kind of reading comics, but that was that introduced me to all the characters that I, like, I bought every single comic connected to Infinity Gauntlet. And I became a huge fan of Cloak and Dagger, um, Darkhawk. My absolute favorite comic was Ghost Rider. Um... I read Captain America, Thor, everything um, to the point where I think it took, by the end of the year, I had over 900 comics. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and then in high school, like, I traded all my comics for magic cards. <laughs> those are probably worth money now. Oh, yeah. Um, but you, I bet you regret that decision. Oh, no, magic card. I, um, I... In my senior year in high school, I was like, magic is sucking up all my money. So I um, sold my magic cards. I was a very, not a very ethical senior, and I, I found freshmen who really wanted magic cards and just milked every cent of they had and sold all their mag- my magic cards for way more than that they were worth. What's the most expensive magic card you sold? I'm curious, because I, I have a pretty big I remember number. the names of the cards. I, I, it was, this was 20 years ago. Oh, he sold him a Mox Opal for five bucks. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I sold a particular <laughs> card for $300. I think I made more money off of commons than I made off of the rares. Well, yeah, because um, people, people want commons. People want yeah, commons. Yeah, because I, I just had so many. Well, I was I, I had a huge collection because I was working for a vendor. I was um I was going to tournaments and um working at the vendor booth in exchange for cards. They would um, go to a collector's auction at the beginning of the day and just get boxes and boxes and boxes and just give us all the commons. So I had, I had just a ton, and so that was a where lot. most of the money came from. Yeah, I bought a computer with the money I made from magic cards. Oh, nice! Jeez. And then it and then it happened. <laughs> and then I, I want to go back uh, back again to when I was five and I was introduced to computers and I was put in front of a Commodore sixty four. Holy crap. And <laughs> I don't even remember that just those. got me really into it, um, playing games on computers. Usagi Yojimbo on the Comedy Bo- Commodore 64 is still one of the best games ever made. It's amazing. Watch it on YouTube. Usagi Yojimbo is in a fantastic game on the Commodore 64. There was a, there was a, there was an Usagi Yojimbo game? There was an Usagi Yojimbo game. It's been remade, too. Yeah? Oh, man, I gotta find this. I have to look that up. Usagi, the creator of Usagi Yojimbo was just at our local comic book store just recently. You're kidding, really? Yeah, at SoCal Games and Comics in Temecula, California. Shop at SoCal Games and Comics. They are the best comic book store in Southern California. I love those guys. They're so great. That's our. That's one of our potential sponsors right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, I would love for them to sponsor us. That'd be great. They're, they're too far for me to shop, though. I moved. Don't worry. Nebraska. I'll take you. You Don't worry, I'll take your share, Anthony. It's okay. I know you only moved to Orange County, but it might as well be Nebraska. 
man. Well, I I moved to my back to my hometown where I was born. Like I literally live a walking distance from my from my like childhood home or trailer. Yeah, it was a trailer. <laughs> and, uh, I'm actually where I got the comic books was the store that I went to to get my magic cards when I was a kid. Because not only was I into computer into uh, video games, I was also into card games, and I got into magic when I was like six. Oh, my, wow. my parents were big into Magic the Gathering when it first came out. Like they had cards from Wasn't Alpha. Wasn't your dad like an official judge? Uh, no, he never did that. He was a judge for Pokemon, though the Pokemon card game. Oh, he was. Yeah, I think so. Andy, uh, you hurt my heart there. You hurt it. You hurt my heart because Magic came out when I was in high school. Yeah, I was I was a young one. <laughs> <laughs> and. They gave me their magic cards, and I would go to this comic book store and buy magic cards, and now I go there to buy comics for my son. It's very funny to go to an old comic book store where you buy comic books when you're like six, or magic cards when you're six, and be like, hey, I have a kid now, and I'm buying him comic books. And it's some old old guy behind the counter going, God, I should have killed myself years ago. <laughs> he doesn't look that old. It's crazy. He hasn't like aged at all. It's insane. I don't know how he does it. Oh, he just got so old that he stopped aging. Oh, it's it's crazy. I don't know how the fuck he does it. Not like bookstores, guys. Fountain Youth, apparently. That's why uh, I want to open a game shop because they they'll, they'll keep you alive slightly longer. So yeah, all of these things just kind of accumulated into like a huge interest in pop culture. I have on my wall right now. I have a um, poster of a samurai riding a My Little Pony. That is amazing. That's wicked. Um, it is the old school '80s My Little Pony because. Um, oh, that's cool. That is the only My Little Pony I recognize. Because you're a hipster. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, a, a samurai poster and a Doctor Who poster. Gotta have that Doctor Who. A Gotta comic book Doctor style that Doctor Who. Poster. I am not at all caught up with this season of Doctor Who. I need to watch. I it. have not watched it since Capaldi took over. <laughs> what? Why? Just haven't had a chance. Oh, I thought maybe. I thought you were gonna Capaldi. be like, "Fuck that guy." I, I like him. Fuck that eagle nose some bitch. No, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I, I just haven't had a chance to catch it. I, I want to watch it because I like a lot of the stuff they're doing. They did with the Clara character in him, and I want to see what the big hoopla is about Sonic sunglasses. And for uh, our concerned listeners, I would like everyone to know that Anthony's child is behind a curse-proof barrier. All of the child. filtered that's through the curse-proof barrier. My child is behind a curse-proof barrier. She does not hear anything. She is perfectly safe, sane, happy, and good. My wife shot down the idea of naming her Zelda, but that's okay. What? You send her here now, you, and we change that. Zelda is the perfect name for a little girl. If I ever have children, I've always wanted to name a little girl Trivia, but I couldn't because that would be, that would be just wrong. Yeah. No, you're in good because a, a couple in New York got legal permission to name their child Metallica. You don't need oh oh legal permission. Okay, Metallica. I was about to say you don't need legal permission to name your kid, but then I was like, oh, Metallica. That's they right. Actually, that's that's probably copyrighted. The, it's copyright. They wrote the band. The band said, yeah, do it. That's awesome. You have our was permission. It a, was when it a boy or a girl? It was a girl. It was a little girl, and they they wrote the band, and the band's like, yeah, it's cool. You have our permission. Do it. The state wasn't going to issue the birth certificate Jesus. because it had it contained the word metal, um, 
And then they went, they, they did a court case and they, I don't know what they, how, like what their statute was, but they won and their kid is now somewhere. This was like six years ago. What's so wrong with metal that you can't name your kid metal? I'm confused. It's because it had the, it had an, the state had an issue with it having an odd, an odd, like a, a the, having like an object or a material word to it. Like for some reason, the word metal, they, they took an issue with it. Like. Like almost like they would take an issue. Like it's in a general sense. Like even the word, like the the name Apple. Like because somebody a celebrity has a kid named Apple. Like that they would they have issues with names like that. For, but they they it was kind of overturned when they won the court case and now the kid's like six years old and named and named Metallica. She probably hates her life. Yeah. <laughs> probably hates Metallica too. <laughs> did oh, did we all? That that's pretty much it for me. Did we all talk about how why why we're nerdy, how we became nerdy? Because I have an idea for what we can segue into for that. I actually haven't had a chance to. No, Michael. Okay, Michael, you go because I didn't realize you haven't gone yet. My earliest memory for for nerdiness is like Anthony. It's the NES and the Game Boy. My dad got one secondhand, and we played the crap out of it, blowing on those cartridges just to get them to work for a little bit. Oh, yeah, the blowing of the cartridges. That was the best. That's how you knew the game was going to be fun. Ruin your game. You had Don't to do that. Because you had to donate lung tissue to get it to work. FYI yeah. to all you people out there, don't blow in the cartridges if you decide to get an NES. It completely ruins them. It's actually them. really bad for them. <laughs> it ruins them. I don't now, believe my it. Mom, my mom got the... Uh, she actually bought three of the... Game Boy, the Gray Brick, on uh, second hand. Uh, she bought one for herself, one for my grandfather, and one for my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother gave me hers, and I because I played it so much. And then my grandpa, when he passed, uh, not passed away, when he moved away, he gave me, he gave my mom back his. So we had two, because um, my mom gave hers to a friend of hers. So I had, we had, we had those. I played those a lot. Them. One of when it comes to comics, like my earliest memory, I was about five years old. I couldn't read yet. I actually, I actually learned to read a little bit later, and I didn't learn how to actually like read read until second grade. I had a, I have a certain learning disability that caused me to do certain things late. Uh, but I walked into uh, the Southern California grocery store that's here in the heartland, and because <laughs> they sold comics back when I was five, they was they had their own little rack. No Next. way! Yeah, yeah. When I was five, it was uh, right by where, like, it was down the street from my house. Oh shit! Did they sell like Shonen Jump? Is that what I'm thinking about? They sold Shonen Jump. They they sold Marvel. They sold DC. They even had some Dark Horse. I remember uh, buying Shonen Jump. They were on their own. They had their own little rack, like it was like this little metal rack next to the magazines, and it was the old style of store. So it was all in the front. And I walked in, and I stopped, and I saw these big, this rack full of big, colorful books. Hashtag nineties kid. Yeah, there's these big, <laughs> colorful books, and they were they had these wonderful pictures. And then I, I noticed one, and it had a woman on it with brown and white hair in a yellow and green jumpsuit. Later oh, I know who that is. Oh yeah, I, I later found out her name was Rogue. And I sat there, I was like. Wow, this looks really cool, and she's pretty. And I was like, I wonder what this is. And I bought my first comic book, and it was an X Men comic. And it was all about how. And it the I remember the issue very vaguely. It, it was about Rogue trying to figure out who, I believe, who had uh, killed Gambit. 
Like oh, the whole thing was a, okay. and it was it was a very good comic. I don't own it anymore. I I, I don't. It's not like I got rid of it because I I never really got rid of my comics, but I just don't have that one anymore. I think that one got destroyed because like, but I didn't get to. I I would collect comics the best I could. I would try and stay up with them as a kid, but like Anthony, we weren't very you know lucrative in the money situation. We we moved a good few times because we couldn't afford to stay places. Yeah, comics are expensive. I found that out. Yeah, they're expensive now. They when I would when I when I was five years old and I bought my first comic, I I was it was a dollar. Ninety nine cents. Comic I bought was a dollar. Now I go in there and they're like drawing the line at two ninety nine. I'm like, what? $2.99 is cheap, man. Like, oh, I think I've been buying comics for like seven dollars and four ninety nine now. Oh yeah, there's there's some uh, premium issues from Marvel that they charge uh, four ninety nine or up. Uh, Marvel now, I believe their standard price is three ninety nine. Well, yeah, but Marvel's fucking huge now because they make amazing they movies. Yeah. I uh, magic. I was introduced to that very young. Like my parents, my the only thing my dad did that would could be considered me was he liked to play video games. But then again, on the NES, he played football. I love Tecmo Bowl. Oh, my dad loved it. He he, he played it's the crap out of it. Unless then, you, unless your opponent played Bo Jackson, then they were cheating. Yeah, <laughs> we got a PlayStation and a PlayStation Two. My dad played NASCAR. Like my dad, like that's what my dad was a nerd about. Was the Na- like that's where he really became a nerd. Was on the PlayStation NASCAR games. He actually, I would uh, whenever our PS2 died, and he like, and I was going through all the stuff because we we're gonna sell the controller and stuff at a yard sale. I look, and I found a book. It was a little notebook, and it had car setups. For all the racetracks, like how much wedge to put in the car, how much track, how much to adjust the track bar, like stuff for the car to get the car to run better on the track. And I'm like, Dad, you were a crew chief. He goes, Yeah, and I won races. What the fuck? Yeah, my dad was into it. But I, I just, I find myself wanting to go and find the fringe things and to do stuff. And I've, I've, I've noticed that being a little kid, wanting that. I mean. Plus, having an unhealthy obsession with the Power Rangers for so many years didn't help me. Yeah, but everybody, every kid in the 90s had an unhealthy obsession with Power Rangers. I mean, come on, Power Rangers were the shit. Dude, I was in high school still like getting mad that I missed an episode of Power Rangers in space. <laughs> and Brian's sitting here like, uh, Power Rangers? Uh, what? Fuck you, I watched it. I watched the OG Power Rangers. So did how I. Old, how old were you when that when those came out? Middle school, I think. Maybe a little bit too old. Oh, shit, dude. That was like, I don't know, like six. <laughs> I, just met, I just met the Green Ranger um, from you Power You met Jason Rangers David Frank? State. No, I met the, the Green Ranger from two Green Rangers after him. Oh, um, the Lost Galaxy one? Yeah, I met him at um, the Frankenstein's uh, collector show at um, in L.A. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, the sad thing is, you know, like... Those guys, they just, they can't get a career after that. It's so hard for people to get a career after doing Power Rangers. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, you were that kid that played that thing that you did karate and went in a robot. We're not well, going to hire you. Jason David Frank has actually done pretty good. He lives on the con circuit. He does his he does a lot of YouTube stuff. He actually went into MMA fighting. What? Oh, wait. Yeah, I heard about that. He's, he's in MMA now. I heard about that. He's actually pretty beast. He's, he actually likes doing Power Rangers because he likes the message they put out. So he he'll he's actually gone back and done special guest spots a lot. Could he beat up Brock Lesnar? I think he could take <laughs> him out. I just think it's amazing how Power Rangers was made. I never heard the story about how it was actually made. Oh, it's a, it's a Japanese show, and they added scenes with American actors. They didn't redo this. They didn't just didn't redo the scenes. They just added all the after. action scenes are from the original show. So they oh, wow, dubbed it. So they dubbed it. That's why all the action scenes look a little older than the in the original like, Power Rangers, at least. But like I season right because I know like, it continued for a while. They they added a lot of scenes to make it look like it was all one continuous scene. They just did a really good job at it. Yeah, because I, I do remember seeing certain scenes where I'm just like, did the screen get grainy? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I have gone on YouTube and watched some things that I missed on Power Rangers, like when the Ninja Turtles came on Power Rangers. Oh, that was a good one. I liked that one, because that was the uh, one where they... It was the rendition of the Ninja Turtles where they got the girl turtle, and they had like a two-season... Oh, I watched yeah. that Venus, yeah. Venus de Milo. Venus yeah. de Milo, the female yeah. turtle. I watched that show when it was on. I watched I the, did too. Uh, I like the Ninja Turtles show. I don't think I watched the show. I watched the Ninja Turtles show, and the Spider-Man show, and the Batman show. See, I didn't get the comic books, but I did watch the cartoons. What um, What Spider-Man did you watch? Did you watch The the Amazing Spider-Man, the, 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 the 90s cartoon, or did you watch the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? I think I watched both. I, I love Spidey and Friends. Holy crap. <laughs> what the shit, dude? That was my big introduction to Spider-Man. Well, no, no, I'm wow. going to go back further. My big introduction to Spider-Man was the Electric Company. Really? What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm not getting company? this. I'm not getting this one. Yeah, Spidey was a main character on the PBS show, The Electric Company. He was on it like every episode. That was how I was introduced to Spider-Man. Wow. My actual, my third, word, my third spoken word was Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah, my, my third spoken word was bitch. I have, yeah, I have a feeling my son's third spoken word will be some, some sort of bad word. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> my, my big introduction to Spider-Man was the 90s cartoon, you know, and... We're gonna have the nice techno rock intro, and I loved that show. That, that I loved it. That was a good show. My Spider Man, I loved it. And they showed Daredevil and Blade. And I think he meets Ghost Rider at one point too. I bet if we watched it now, we'd be like, "This was not as good as we thought." <laughs> the story was so compelling, and then the the Tim Bruce uh, Batman, and in the animated series. That oh man, anytime I read a Batman comic. Kevin Conroy's the voice in my head. Yeah. Oh, the yep. Tim Bruce yep. Batman was yep. awesome. Are, are you all excited about? Are you all excited about the Killing Joke? Yes, because so, it's got my Joker and my Batman doing the voices. Exactly. When I read Killing, when I read the Killing Joke, it was their voices, and now they're doing it, and I'm just like, yes, Mark Hamill's a bad guy again. I um, I want to go in the theaters and watch it. That's what I want to do. I actually want to go to the movie theater. We can find a theater that shows that we need to go and, and do a review episode. I'm pretty sure in Orange County there's going to be theaters that are going to show it. 
I will go because I, I I need to see this because it's just like oh. So. Brian, what do you have to say about the Killing Joke? Because we oh, all- I just oh. watched a I just watched a thing on IO9 last night where someone um they reanimated the trailer to the Killing Joke in the original animating style of the of the graphic novel. They did. Yep. Uh, that's pretty pretty the neat. Very, the very bright animated style. Yeah, it was really cool. I hope they do the whole show, the whole movie once it comes out. That, I know. I'm they should, that way, that'd be great. But uh, I've some from the trailers and the and the bits I've seen for it. You know, like the trailers and like I, there was a small featurette that they put up on Facebook through the page. Um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I feel like I should go to the comic book store and buy The Killing Joke because I know the guy sells it. And yeah, I, yeah, they'll have it as a I trade. I would like to read it. Right. I know nothing uh, about it. Yeah, they have it as a trade. You should watch it. Yeah, I mean, read it. It's, it's a complete dark rendition of, of what the Joker is, who he is, and how this goes. It's I, There you go. You'll be reading it at some point. I guarantee you will read it at some point and shiver and be like, my God, he's a monster. He's a monster. I'm not a monster, you all. <laughs> But, uh, I don't get that reference. Aww. Uh, never saw, I'm not a monster. Somebody anymore. never saw Shrek. You didn't see the original Shrek? Oh, I've seen it. I just didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's him in the gingerbread. Yeah, Farquaad. Farquaad in the gingerbread. <laughs> You're a monster. You're a monster. I'm not a monster. Not a monster. You are a monster. <laughs> you and your fairy tale creatures ruining my perfect world. How in the heck did they get away with calling a villain in a movie fuckwad? <laughs> because they added an R. It's not fuckwad. It's Farquad. Say that quickly. Farquad. That's quickly. not quickly. Farquad. <laughs> farquad, Farquad, Farquad. I never put that together, but it does some. How would you never put that? Wow. Wow. No, I just never thought of it because I, I really pronounce that R really hard whenever. Why we call Michael special. <laughs> special Mikey. Yeah. Special Mikey. Special you know, get simple jokes like Farquad, Farquad. Well, you know, you know what? This has been a really good episode, guys. Or you know, or a call. This because you know this is a really this is an over Skype show. Uh, so I, I think yeah, this was a, this has been a really good call. I you know, Nerd Pregnant Radio is on the air. So I, I, little little round of cheers, yay, Brian, you're off the fire. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in awe just because this is the first time I heard Michael's voice over um, over over headphones, and you sound just like Kermit the Frog, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's time for our special weekly guest, Johnny Cash. Yay! You need to talk like you need to talk like Kermit the Frog all the time now. <laughs> well, it's easy. I just talk. <laughs> <laughs> we no longer have Michael Sanders as our host. It's now going to be Kermit the Frog. I think Michael is a secret relative of Jim Henson. <laughs> you know what? Uh, with how much I loved the Muppets and Fraggle Rock, I might be. Fraggle Rock. So we're going to do a little wrap-up question now? Yes, let's go ahead and uh, our wrap-up question. What nerdy thing did you do this week? This will be, when we come back next week, this will be the question. We're going to see who did the nerdiest thing and takes home Nerd of the Week. Uh, oh, shit. Well, can we do this week? Because I'm ready. 
yes, then we're going to go ahead and do this week. Usually we're, we're going to do this at the beginning of the show, but because it's the special first episode ever with special content later, we're, we're going to go ahead and do it here at the end. Now, everybody, we're going to go, but because Brian seems so enthusiastic, we're going to oh, let no, him I'm go not, I'm not going last. First. I'm not going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go last because I'm going to no, win. No, no, I'm making you go last. Oh, good. We're going to oh, start he, with Anthony. He's very special. He thinks he's got He thinks he's got the winner. With the winner. Well, I already explained the buying comics for my son. Okay, that's a pretty nerdy one, guys. Buying comics well, you, for your you kid. You can add in reading them to him as part of it. Yeah, reading my son comics as he goes to bed. Pretty fucking nerdy, okay? It's also but, being a good parent. I am an amazing parent. Yes, you are. You're awesome. Hand to the mic. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then of course, so much EVE Online. I mean, you can't get much nerdier than taking Pixel spaceships into wormholes and shooting at other Pixel spaceships and going, Yay, I made in-game money! <laughs> so I guess, it, I guess that comes to me. See, what, what was the nerdy thing I did this week? Like, the nerdiest thing. I'm gonna have to say... I went out and bought one of my best friends polyhedral dice for his birthday. Oh, I'm gonna have trouble competing with that one. That's a good one. I would love that. It's poly- he got, I got him the, 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 seven, the seven set that they sell at SoCal, SoCal Comics and Games to make it California. And, but I also got him the uh, the Mega 20, the big hitter, and it matches his set. Is that the one that blinks when you hit the uh, hit the 20? I didn't get the blinking one. I got one. I got. I just got the. It's about the same size as the blinker, but it's the same color as his set. Ooh. So if he doesn't let, so if he rolls a one, he can throw the dice at the GM. <laughs> and Brian's this one goes. Please don't throw dice at the GM. GMs don't like that. I'll make you roll a new character. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's that, and of course I did. Oh, I downloaded Pokemon Go, and it's I, I walked around in and out longer than I thought I would last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm currently resisting downloading that. That just sounds like it's going to be too addictive for me. Well, you go running and, and biking a lot, so I think you should get it. It but made me be... exercise. So. Uh, but, okay, Brian, let's go to you. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say drumroll, please. Uh, I was the photographer for a chess tournament. Holy crap. <laughs> right. Oh, God. I'm sorry. You know what? The dice <laughs> thing, that was a big one, but I think that wins. <laughs> He wasn't playing chess. He photographed people playing. Chess. That is, if that's not niche, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Who buys these photographs? Chess clubs, I'm guessing. I I was working for the chess club, being the journalistic photographer for their event. So I did three days, three days of this. Three uh, days. The God, first God. day was yeah. a. Um, I think 10 people in a tournament, so it was five games, um, and they were doing it Swiss-style. Don't ask me what that means. For the test nerds out there, it was a Swiss-style style tournament. Um, they brought a guest grandmaster in. Um, they flew him out from Israel. What? What? Yeah. Um, this was a big deal, a sanctioned match, yeah. Uh, Holy shit. 
And then um, on the second day, I photographed a simultaneous match where that same chess ma- grandmaster played a simultaneous game against 20 people. <laughs> he played, wait, so he played, it was one game where it was 20 people against him or it was like it was, 20 chess were, boards? It was him. 20 chess boards and he went around the room taking his turn. And he wasn't, like, taking, like, ten minutes a turn, right? No, he had to go and then go to the next person, and they had to figure out their turn while he was walking around the room. Holy shnikes. And Did then, any of them beat him? Um, there was a draw, and I guess that was a really big deal. Um, when um, I was talking to the administrator for the club, and he was saying that um, he doesn't see anyone beating him. He didn't think that would happen. Um, so but this, he, this one person getting the draw was like, holy crap. And he picked, he, he, he even called out who had the potential to draw. And one of the people who had the potential for draw, who lost, who didn't draw, was an 11 year old kid. Oh my gosh. One and of their best players. Wow. Kid. Yeah, he did really well, too. Um, and then the third day. It's my daughter, Chess. The third day, it was a, um, a lecture for children. And that was really cool to watch. I actually learned something. That's what I needed to learn something about chess. I learned um, what you do when you practice. Um, apparently, uh, when you practice chess, you do chess puzzles, which are like, it'll be pieces on a board, and you have to say how one side would win in a certain amount of rule, a certain amount of moves. And that's how you get good at chess, is solving those puzzles. Oh, wow. That sounds good. Cool. Then you played a simultaneous game against the kids. Um, oh, wow. It was like 10 kids, and he was going to do the game blindfolded, but he chickened <laughs> out. He chickened out because it was too many. He, d- he didn't think there was going to be that many kids. He was like, never mind. Oh, man, that's funny. Yep, well, that was the nerdy thing I did this week. I told you I'd win. Brian wins. If it was one day, I would call it a draw, but three days, he wins. So, but yeah, so... That's this week's call, guys. It's Nerd Pony Radio. Again, I'm your host, Mike, along with, with the wonderful Hindu Anthony and the super vegan Brian. And I guess I have to start calling myself Special Mikey. You special. Again, Special Mikey, Hindu Anthony, and super vegan Brian. Thanks for listening to our nerd show.